Welcome to Route 66, a podcast taking you on a theological journey. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with five to seven minutes of spiritual nourishment from one of the 66 books of the Bible, or from the robust heritage of Reformed theology. I am your host, Pastor Anthony Savaggio of the Rochester Christian Reformed Church, located in Penfield, New York, and I am pleased that you have chosen to join me on this journey down Route 66. One of my favorite Beatles songs is Let It Be. That song speaks to the benefits of passivity, of letting things go, of letting things be. The Lord's Prayer, however, stands in stark contrast to the sentiments expressed by that song. It's not that letting things be is antithetical with Christian teaching in general. Rather, it's just that letting things be is antithetical to the Lord's Prayer. We will see that in today's episode as we look at the second and third petitions. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Once again, I want to give credit to those who are helping us understand the Lord's Prayer better. So I thank you, Kenneth Bailey, William Willimon, and Clinton Black. Now, relax a bit, take three deep breaths, center yourself, and listen to how the Lord taught us to pray. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 15, New International Version. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As noted in the introduction, the second and third petitions of the Lord's Prayer are anything but passive. Instead, they are active petitions in which we call the Lord to change things. Let's consider each of these petitions. First, your kingdom come. When the Bible speaks of the kingdom of God, it speaks of it in terms of paradoxes. The kingdom of God is both already, it's here now, and not yet, it is to come. It speaks about the kingdom of God as being both near to us and far from us. Consider John the Baptist's proclamation in Matthew 3, 2. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. 
and then contrast that with what Jesus says in Mark chapter 14, verse 25. I tell you the truth, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. These are questions of when and where the kingdom of God is. On top of that, we have the question of what is it? What is the kingdom of God? There are a variety of views. Some view it entirely in eschatological terms, that it's about the last days, the end of all things. Others view it as something entirely mystical and spiritual in nature. Some even view it in political terms. And then some view it as being the church, that the kingdom of God is equivalent to and equal to the church. So what exactly are we praying for when we pray for your kingdom come? We don't even seem to understand what the kingdom of God is. Well, perhaps the Heidelberg Catechism can provide some assistance. Consider question and answer 123. What is the second petition, the petition we're dealing with? Here's the answer. Your kingdom come. That is, so rule us by your word and spirit that more and more we submit to you. Preserve and increase your church. Destroy the works of the devil. Every power that raises itself against you and every conspiracy against your holy word. Do all this until the fullness of your kingdom comes, wherein you shall be all and all. I think that's pretty helpful. What we are praying for in the second petition is for God and his rule to be more and more present in ourselves, in our churches, and in our world. Perhaps Habakkuk 2.14 provides us an image of what we're praying for. There Habakkuk writes, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. How about the third petition? Well, we find a similar theme there as well. That third petition is, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And really, we see here the urgency. We want God's will to be manifested on earth. And we want it to be done now. We want to see justice and righteousness and peace. We want our lives here to be like our lives in heaven. We want God's rule to be in its fullness here as it is in heaven. Perhaps the better Beatles song here for these petitions is not Let It Be, but the song Help, I Need Somebody. That's what we're praying for. Help, Lord. Help. We need you. We need your kingdom. We need your will to be done here on this earth as it is in heaven. Not our will, not self-rule, but your will and your rule. We are praying with urgency, a prayer of hope. Thy kingdom come. We are not satisfied with the status quo, with injustice, with brokenness and poverty. We are praying thy will be done. We need you, O Lord, to fix things in your time, according to your ways. We can't do it in our own power. I think Eugene Peterson in the message translates this very well when he writes this to translate these two petitions. Set the world right. Do what's best as above, so below. That's what these petitions are about. So, as you pray the Lord's Prayer today, consider reflecting on the things that are within your control. What I mean by that is reflect upon the kingdom of God and the will of God in your life. Consider the places inside of you that you need to surrender and cede to God's kingdom and His rule. And as you pray that, Grace and peace to you. Amen.
That concludes today's episode. I hope you have found encouragement in God's Word and in the teachings of Reformed theology. Remember the words of the prophet Isaiah who reminds us, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of God will stand forever. If you would like more information about Rochester Christian Reformed Church, or if you would like to listen to my online sermon library, please go to rochestercrc.org. Thank you.